Hey guys, this is the other part of that golf clinic that Nick Faldo put on for the elite junior players at the IJGT tournament that he was hosting at Bella Colina in Orlando. It is a spectacular golf clinic. Now, I will say that there is a little bit of wind noise. To me, it's totally worthwhile. So I'm putting this out there because I know there's a crop of you guys that are going to really appreciate the stuff that Nick is talking about. It is fairly high level type stuff. So this isn't really a beginner class. So I'll, I'll, I'll preface it with that. But I think it's hugely valuable to those of you out there who are, you know, putting in some time on the range and want to want to have more valuable practice. And uh, so he lays a little bit of groundwork, work, em- emphasizes the importance of alignment, connection in your golf swing. Um, as a player, you know, talking about concepts like, you know, landing your irons on the number, knowing what your carry yardages are. And, um, and the sequence of the golf swing is some of the coolest stuff. He's talking about just thinking about different triggers that trigger the downswing, the start of your downswing, and experimenting with different body parts triggering that downswing and then observing what kind of effect that has on ball flight and then taking those triggers to a pressure situation where, say, you've got some, some trouble left you can go with a trigger that you know produces a shot that tends to go to the right that won't hook on you. And uh, really, really cool stuff that Nick has used throughout his career to play better under pressure. And my favorite part is where he gets into visualizing your shots. And a lot of you have a lot of trouble with that, myself included, especially when you get nervous. And he talks about visualizing tour players whose swings that you really like or who really specialize in certain types of shots and in your pre-shot routine to watch them hit the shot successfully, right? Jack Nicklaus would never screw up a shot. Tiger Woods would never screw up a shot. You watch them produce it and then you step into their ghost basically and do the same thing. So it really uh, really serves to put you in a positive mind frame, and I love that. Anybody that's played when they're real nervous can identify with the challenges of visualizing positively where you want that ball to go. So, guys, deal with the wind noise. If you don't like the wind noise, don't, don't listen to it. I totally get it. Sorry for that. I wish it was better, but I think it's good enough to put out there, and I think you guys will really like it. Shoot me any messages. I'm glad to talk about whatever you guys want to hear about. Enjoy it, guys. This is the Golf Essentials Podcast with Casey Bork. Point a little to left, left from yesterday or right from yesterday, and you learn to compensate. And then how many of us have said when you get on the golf course and you aim at the flag and you, little do you know that you've been rehearsing something and you go bonk like that and go, oh, I don't get it. I was hitting it really on target yesterday, but now I'm blocking it to the right. Because you were rehearsing something to a bad target, see? So, please, look at your target, pay real attention to how your body is positioned to the golf ball, and real attention to your club face. You know, all the science we've got from all these fantastic toys and what have you, which cost a lot of money, the end of the day, (laughs) the bottom line is, 
This club face has to be looking at your target. Has to be. Otherwise, you're, you're making hard work for yourself. It's still doable, of course. You know, you can still start shut and do something in your body to compensate it. But if you want to fast track your learning and get more feedback each day rather than compensating each day, you really want to learn how to wear what is square. I've got the club face absolutely online, and I've got a chance now when I swing to send it online, yeah? That's kind of online. Is that all right for you? One inch margin, left or right? You know, is that all right? So that kind of works, didn't it? That was a pretty, very good demonstration, Sinek. The other, so the next part, when you've got your alignment really well, as I talked about in getting it in sync, is the goal of our goal swing is, I hope you believe this, is we need, wind, we need need momentum, don't we? So we've got to wind it up, and we all know about that. We believe in getting to your right side, loading up the right side, loading your butt, and then you start your unwind, your separation, you find the golf ball impact, and you follow through, yeah? So that's what your body's doing, and you want your body to do that, and that's pretty easy, I hope. You should be able to feel it, feel it. Curl, curl your toes up and feel it, how you turn, how you unwind, and how you power it through. Do that a few thousand times, really good for you. Then we've got to add the arms to it, because the body's working really well. So what often happens, boy, do we wreck it. The, the body's moving so well, and the, earth, the arms go off for wandering on their own, the body turns beautifully, but because it was out of sync, the arms come back in, stuck, they have to, and you flip it or something. So, so important. So the next, one of my kind of absolute muscles I really worked on, really helped me, was connection. Really simple. And especially on little drills like this, especially on short clubs like this. I need a bigger turn for a big dude. I just wanted to point out at this stage, Nick is putting a towel underneath his armpits as he's making some golf swings. And the idea is to keep everything connected, to keep your arms from flying away from your body. Just a quick clarification. The old tech, feel the connection. So you will then learn to how to move your chest and arms together. Yeah, because the goal is to better turn and buff and everything is kind of with you. We don't want this fella. So if this goes off, I drop the towel. So you don't even have to hit balls on this. To start off, this feels quite weird. And you start to learn just a little, little shots, little swings what connections were so my body and my arms are obviously connected you heard that word connection before we talk about it on tv you see it with some of the great swings how guys turn famous old swings you know everything is in sync and obviously connected so really important so easy to go whoosh and whoosh and give it a throw yeah does that make sense you like that so it's a great little feeling again in the morning to make the swing work again yesterday, today, and tomorrow the same. You could come out and if necessary, you just get a little wedge and just clip a few balls because you have to be in sync. It's just a nice way of reminding you your body and your arms are in sync. As simple as that. So you can do, if it's working, it's working. If it suddenly feels like, oh. Also, just, just adding to that, it's fantastic for teaching you how to strike the ball especially with a true wedge shot as you know of a real you know a, a pitch shot rather you know 60 70 yards 
if you're out of sync there, as you know, you will bounce the club before the ball, you're thin it. If you want to learn again, it's so important to get good strike. This is a great way of teaching you how to get really good strike. Simple as that. That's your goal. Make it sound. Lovely click, all right? So, you like that? So that's to help you get, we talked about great alignment, good posture, connected away. Right, now we move up a bit. So, um, grab something, six arms or something. Oh, I'm only warming up. So I always used to grab like, on odd days, like day one of the tournament, I'd hit odd irons. Yeah, like nine, start with a nine iron. On the even days, I'd start with a wedge because that kind of like, uh, helps the wear on your clubs. So you're not wearing and tearing them all out. Okay, so I've just got a simple nine iron. So again, what are we trying to do? So we're gonna get really good alignment, good posture, I'm ready to go. Good connection, get it away. Now my next kind of absolute must you've got to kind of look for, if you call this like position one. The position one he's referring to is when his hands come back to about hip, hip height. So the nine o'clock position or so. Doesn't matter where it is for you, but everybody's different. So this is like position one. Position two is see that left shoulder come under your chin. That's kind of a must. If you can turn fully to get that left shoulder under the chin, then you've got a chance to pull down. And again, do the same thing today as yesterday and tomorrow. As opposed to, if, it, if you start a little short, you pull one left. You might overturn one and do something different. So again, we're trying to get the consistency, like call it 90 degrees, it's not, it's not truly 90 degrees, but your body is like, so you can say 90, there we go. You keep doing that, again, it's a nice feeling to get that consistency. Because that's what we want to do with our irons. Our irons are all about consistency in a lovely, lovely direction. And the most important thing about an iron is landing it on the number you know you can land it on. Really important you have this ability. You'll play great golf if you just simply know how far you carry each iron in any kind of condition. If you have your own little formula into the wind and downwind and all sorts, you will do really well because you've got to pick a yardage and then you've got to know how far it's going to go. Whether a full, how far a full aggressive full swing goes, how far an aggressive swing goes, how far a smooth swing goes. Really important. That will make a huge difference if you have that ability. Yeah. So I'm keeping it simple. Um, very important part if you do all this well, if you've got good connection, you've obviously got a good start and you've got a chance. I was a believer in you know, setting my wrist somewhere around here and that got my club on a great, great plane. You know all about plane of the clubs, yeah? Plane of the shaft rather. So that's still very important. Nice easy thing to do if you do it well. If you stand poorly with shoulders and, and everything a bit out of whack at the start, you don't realize it, well then woof, the club goes off at some funny angle. Nick's referring to the club being imbalanced, sort of halfway up in the backswing. So what he's talking about is it's easier, it's lighter when the club is on plane. So the shaft is a little bit more vertical or that slightly inclined plane. It's bad when the shaft is laying sideways at that, at that stage. 
And he's talking about, you know, when he's saying that it hurts his fingers, he's he's sort of twisting his arm and having the club really laid off or really across the line, um, way off plane. So you could just feel that the club is lighter at that place. You could feel where it's right because it shouldn't feel heavy to you. That's what he's getting at. Cavity. It wants to hang. If you make it easy, think about it. Look at that. It's, it wants to hang here in my, in my fingers. I can't support that. Ouch, can't support that. So I'm making life easy. It's, that's balance, yeah? You want your swing in balance. So if you're turning well, back to what I said, you're connected well, and boss, you put the club in nice balance. Well, then all we're doing is we keep turning, and then we unwind the darn thing, yeah? So unwinding is, you know, you know, all the forces come from the ground, ground up. You've got to use the ground. You've got to, so it's a, there's a sequence to unwinding. You've wound it up to top. So there's a bit of left heel. And we're all built differently. We're all different shapes. And I want you to experiment. It's a fun little exercise. Is what triggers the downswing for you? Which part of the body helps you? So you may be somebody who, for example, feel like you slammed, squashed a bug in your left heel. You may take a back swing and give it a push with your left heel, and that produces a nice shot, right? You can experiment with, with all of them. So then maybe try, I'll start my downswing with my left hip, left, left knee. So wind it up, and I power it with my left knee. If you watch the shots, there might be a little difference. Not a lot with a nine iron, but, and then you might think, oh, I want to power it, start it with my left hip. I wind it up the same. I'm going to start the swing with my left hip. Okay. And then when I use, because big fella, what have you, I can't, because I'm tall, if I use anything down below belt line, I bend too much. I lose it. So I work a lot with, because I, when I play, I concentrate on my shoulders a lot. Where I... It's because my body was working so well, I could put all my attention in my shoulders. So if I wanted to hit my shots, like left, I used to pull my left shoulder. Start the downswing was left shoulder. See, technically, somebody will say that's wrong because it's meant, the forces are meant to come from the ground up. But I'm doing the ground up bit so well because I've rehearsed this a million times. Get me? So now I can concentrate in different parts. So. Um, Please do this for fun with, with a few longer clubs as well. And you will see, and then we talk one more and then you your lats. So again, I then thought, well, if this was going quite well, hip was quite good, the shoulder was quite good, but they weren't great. So I split the difference and powered it with my lats. So if I want real speed in my goal swing, I make my left lat really go. So that's my kind of whooping speed one because I'm really moving everything. Like that thing's gone way further, yeah? Agreed. So experiment, and of course that's just left side. Thanks. And then you do do that on the right side as well. Again, we're all different. So let's have a go on the right side. So the right side would be I'm going to really have a very active right foot. It's going to go, oh, get it off the ground and get it going. Notice that's gone a little left. All my other ones went a little right. So now I'll say fire my right knee towards the ball. Ah, hit that right. Then I could say I fire my right hip at the ball. Do that one. Different again. 
See, I don't strike them the same, do I? You hear that? Little difference. So let's do right here, just the right shoulder, just to show you. So one of the things I did do was I was very keen, especially when we play in Britain in very windy weather, the right shoulder was a very important shoulder in windy weather because it does help you to keep the golf ball down. So I want you to try that little exercise for fun. Let's do my one, one right lat for a bit of speed. See if I can move my right lat. Wow. Now, if you hit all of those with the same club, take a six iron or something, hit them and watch. Watch the ball flight. There'll be some good ones. You might strike some differently. Some will fly differently. Some will go in different directions. Some will definitely go different distance. It's all good information. Some you will like. You go, I don't, don't like that one at all. I miss it. If you're mishitting it, with, uh, you're doing that. And uh, it's when you're putting your attention on a different part of your body and you're mishitting the ball, ditch that one for the day. You can always do this trick, trick each day and it, it will change a little bit. But find the ones that really work and especially as we're moving on, especially if you can then um, do a certain move with your body and maybe it produces um, maybe it produces a shot to go to the right and maybe it will produce a shot that goes left right which again is really useful isn't it when you're playing a, a certain certain hole if the hole shapes to the right or the left it's just it's quite nice to know that oh if i use pull with a certain part of my body my shots will go a little bit right then it makes life a lot easier why would you pick to make a different a swing that you know goes left understand what i'm saying yeah it's quite nice to feeling so rather than thinking oh, how do i work a fade when you're under pressure a lot of my what i'm what i'm trying to talk about is when you're under pressure dead easy game when it's you just hit balls for fun but when you're trying to play with a scorecard in your hand especially on the last day you want to know these things that so i knew that if i powered this shot with my left shoulder as hard as i like under pressure yeah i'm really rotten a rotten fat one right to a better one right if my left shoulder goes down towards the ball and whack you see how it's trying to fade look at it tiny little fade i know that won't go left my right shoulder so it's concentrating on that, I lift my right shoulder just up a little bit and think all about how I power my right shoulder. Notice it goes lower and to the right. Yeah, did you see that? Nice to know. So when I'm playing in windy weather, and I've got the wind howling off the right, I know, wow, I get my right shoulder up and whack it through. Look, again, it's doing it again. I, I could do that one. Could you use that on the golf course? I tell you where you've got a green there's plenty here you've got a green you've got a big bunker here the flag's behind the bunker and it's a downslope i know you girls can't carry across the downslope because you can't get enough backspin but you could come in this way and you make life so much easier for yourself if you aim out right the middle of the green it's your high one so it starts to turn it lands and it's going to be going this way and it will kick left as well so you could actually high hook landed middle of green for safety and it kicks left and you end up the goal of this game i believe is get that ball inside i said 15 feet i'm sure it's about 18 feet you get it inside 15 18 feet as many times in the round 
how good do you think you're going to score? I used to be able to do that a dozen times. It didn't matter what club it was, three wood and anything. I, I was tough on myself. I wanted a three wood inside 15 feet. Because at the end, and if I did a 12, if I had 12 chances in a round, if I put poorly, hopefully I've made three or four. If I put great, I've made eight. There's my 64. And I can, and with a bit of luck, if, and if you play that consistently, you're going to have that chance every day. I've been playing senior golf, and I've been three times inside 18 feet. So what chance have I got? How do I shoot 68? I've got three chances. See? It makes golf really hard work. It's a really simple stat. For every time you play, you get your scorecard. You've got the you've got the bit on the top having your of your partner's scorecard, and it says you put down your four at the first, and you write down in feet how far from the hole you were. Twenty, you can see, you can pace it. Twenty-one feet, six feet, ten, twelve feet, ninety-nine feet. Da, 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 get me? And when you come in, you, it's another way of being honest with yourself. If you've come in and said, "Boy, I had nine chances today, and I only shot one under." What is not what is not working? You're putting. Agree? And you then go, and then if you have a look at your card and you've had 12 of them, you've been outside of 50 feet, you've been 50 feet from hole. Well, you can't blame, oh, I didn't have many birdie chances. Well, of course you did. You were 50 feet from the hole, can't I? I didn't hold make many birdies. See? Very factual. Very good for this. Because we, we don't want really to be walking around, I can't play this good. I'm lousy. What a lousy day, I'm fed up. I've never been any good. There it is, factually. Yeah? Any questions then? So that's pretty. That's a pretty good rundown on that. So I want you to think of that in those shots. I work, what I've been doing, well, you can see what I've been doing. I've been, I did another drill. If you struggle, if you're really struggling to find the feeling, this is the simple as, simple as chips. You put, you put a bag about four paces away from you, in line with the flag, right? And you've got your ball here, so you can put it right in the middle of the bag, straight line. Now, if I want to make it draw, wow, that ball has got to go around the bag. It's got to be heading on that right-hand side of the green. So I guess where I've got to be swinging, haven't I? Right-hand side of the green. So when you stand here, put your club square, boy, oh boy, right-hand side of the green looks like, when I'm because my eyes are here, looks like it's 25 yards right so it's actually quite a tough it's a visual whatever delusion so, so i now so let me just show you so if i want to hit a draw that ball's got to go right at the back okay so i if this is my address there's my impact well my extension through the ball's got to be there has to be thanks to physics I cannot obviously point the face. I don't want to be put if I point the face open and go left and do it. Well, you can see the golf ball's going right. But we want it to draw. Agreed? Do you understand it? Well, a couple of trackman laws which are so fantastic is if I put the face on middle of the green, you've got a flag and right edge. If I split the difference, put the face in the middle of the green, so right of the flag, but middle of that right head section, right? Put the face there and I swing out to the right, okay? then I put spin on the ball. I put the right amount of spin on the ball. You just double everything. It's a nice simple thing. If you aim the club three yards right, you've got to say six. This has got to go six yards right. If you want ten yards right, it's obviously got to go twenty if you need a big hook. 
and vice versa going the other way as well it's, a, it's such a for me I thought that was just such a nice way of thinking about how to shape a golf ball so again so let's go the other way so to make this thing slice well I've got to, I've got to take my dress and there's my impact I've got to get this club to go there obviously I don't need the club going into out some people are still doing this and thinking they hit a slice yeah so it, what, what I'm explaining is what it's doing here is when I get to impact what I've got to do it's telling me where my chord's got to be the difference there's fade there's draw feel it try it there's a difference and you can practice that at, you know, at home in your in your rooms you put your head up against the door in the door frame so your head stays in the same place but just let your arms hang and go okay so there's my fade impact oh and there's my draw impact there's my fade there's my draw and it's different isn't it slightly different hip rotations does that help another little thing to help what else would you like to know so I, i'm a huge believer that you should be working the golf ball fades and draws You've got to try it. You've got to keep trying it. I hope I've given you some really cool, easy ways to do it. It's not, I don't have to change my swing and what have you. And if you've got TrackMan as well to really help you, because I'll just show you when I hit my fades, you know, I aim a little left and I swing left, but my, my face ends up in the wrong place. So I have to, thanks to TrackMan, I was on it last week. I know I've got to put the face to me, looks like it's on the right on the flag, and now I swing left. And then at least it's going to start fading. So that was my little mistake, which Trackman helped me last week to pick up. So you could be swinging and pulling them left and start changing the blooming golf swing. The swing is fine, my path is the same. Um, but the club face was in the wrong place. Of course, you can't see it, you only feel it for a millisecond. So that's a huge help. So as right from the beginning, when I said, wow, really pay attention to where you put that club face and what you've decided to hit the ball you know fades or draws i think i can hit the ball on the range good enough to go on a golf course and shoot 68 but i don't create the chances like i was describing i only get you think you're hitting it good here but you then got to take it to the golf course and that's why the discipline here is so important because when you take it out there on the golf course you know because you get one go that's another that's another thing i want you to do is and i had great we want to make practicing fun don't we enjoyable and, and really productive really productive so you really learn when you leave the range you think wow that was good i did it again because you know where you're aiming you know what shot you're going to hit before you want to hit it how many of you when you hit a shot have a, a preconceived idea have an intention what you're gonna hit yeah very good that's that's the number one must it's the number one must you've got to say i'm gonna hit but you don't please ever stand up and just hit balls and go oh that was right waste of absolute waste of time so i would love so I, like i said before i would hit try and hit a high fade i'd stand picture it trying to finish on that flag so now i know i've got to open the face a bit more and i can swing left and there's my high fade, overdid it a bit, nothing great. Then I would go straight to something like a low draw. So I had a mixture of low draws, 
One of them was I'd make the rotate, I'd use the rotation of the arms more. Remember that when I was talking about, so especially if you've got a forearm, you want to really make it move, send it around the corner, it might be driving off a, a, off a tee with your four or with three iron or something, you want to make it run down the fairway, see what you have to do there. Then we go the other way, had a very low, used to be called a chicken wing, to make it go, we made sure it was guaranteed to go low to the right, and then I had the big high fade, which was kind of like my blast, the full flat out, let it release, give it full, ah, not a bit late. So you do that, four shots, and you get the feedback. Some are good, some are bad. And the trick is, you only get one go, you only get one go on the golf course, don't you? So you've got to learn, so if it was, wasn't great, you do it all again, and you keep fine tuning it. But it helps you to kind of adapt really quickly, doesn't it, to a, a feeling, a thought, a feeling, and an action. Stand up and do it. Yeah? It's a good test if you can do it. Well, I got huge confidence. If I could go through the bag, I'd do two sets of each club, and if they were shaping how I wanted them to, I felt pretty good, obviously. I was in control of the golf ball. If you can do that, and, it's, and then that is hugely powerful for when you get nervous. Because as I've tried to play, as I've got older, if you lose one, of, if one of those doesn't work, it makes you nervous. So you, it's really good to have a backup on the golf course. You really do need a backup system. If you've just got one game and you get nervous, well, how do you get in? It's impossible, isn't it? It's really difficult. So think about this, that, well, I know that, like I said, if worse comes to worst, I can chicken wing it. I won golf tournaments just chicken wing it. I wasn't playing great years ago at Doral and it was really windy so I was just hitting my chicken wing and it was working because it just went low and to the right all day long and with all the wind and I played that way and I won. I thought well <laughs> and I've obviously had other tournaments or championships when I was I could maneuver the ball and make it building things sing. Turn it and do it anything and then so gotta have a plan B. You've heard us talk about, we call it a go-to shot um, on TV. You know, that's your pressure shot, isn't it? That's the one when you when you look down the fairway and there's water all the way down the left and there's trees and whatever, or out of bounds down the right, and you go. <laughs> so you want to be able to stand right and go, and you've got to test yourself on the golf course, same thing. Mine was my little fade. You know, I knew I, I knew I could get my body going faster to get there, holding my wrist back, and it would produce the shot that I knew was never going to go left. Hey, so, so now, so having a bit more fun, gosh, give me some ladies, um, uh, lady golf swings that you really love, or maybe guy golf swings. Who's your favorite golf swing? Go, favorite? Annika, all right, well, she's Miss Consistency, isn't she? Well, like I was saying, look at the discipline of Annika, club face, alignment, same thing, same tempo, boom, just same position here, yeah, learn from it, mimic it, that's how I learnt, best thing that ever happened to me, dad took me to the opening, long term, 1973, and I watched Jack Nicholas, because he faded the ball, Arnold Palmer would draw it, Gary Player would draw it, Lee Trevino would fade it, Johnny Miller hit a fade, and Weisskopf, who won, hit a draw. Perfect. So I came back, 
I mimicked him their swing. I photocopied them in my mind, soaked it all up, all their different tempos, all their different idiosyncrasies. You know, Jack would do his chin, go and play a kick his knee, Lee Trevino's still talking while he's hitting that, you know. So I came back and I'd go and play a three ball with me and my two imaginary friends, Jack and Arnold, or Lee and Gary. So Jack, because and because Jack's always going to hit a great shot. Here's Jack. You know, I know Jack's going to hit a fade. Didn't matter how how nervous I was, Jack would hit a great fade. So there was no negativity because these were the greatest guys. You see, so it's a good way of tricking yourself. Call it tricking yourself. Um, when you get really nervous, you should pretend you're Annika. I mean, how good was Annika? Unbelievable. Is Annika ever going to hit a bad shot? No, is she? If you if you stand up on the tee shot and you don't like the tee shot, I would put, and this is true, I would put Annika there as a ghost, watch Annika swing, watch the ball fly, and watch the ball finish. Really important. See the ball finish down the middle of the fairway. That's Annika. Then I would actually walk in, click myself into Annika's ghost, right? So I'm ready, and you go, Annika, someone's Yeah? So all it's done is the psychology bit. You went from standing here, you, or me, oh, I don't like this t-shirt. I've got water left, trees, right? Oh my gosh, it's a 16th hole, oh, I'm five, I'm going really well, I'm really nervous, I've got it. Uh, have you seen a ball go down the fairway yet? No, all you've seen is water, trees, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel, I'm all, I'm all tight. Where, if you say, Annika's there, a perfect shot for me. Annika will do this, there's no trouble with it. She can see that, but it's not the ball, it's going down the fairway. So you've gone from almost a negative of you, can't do this, never have, never will. So, right, let's give it a go. And I promise you, sure, it may not happen, but more times than not, it will happen. Because if you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, yeah, so I do it, so it's a great example. So Annika's all about tempo, isn't it? So if your tempo goes, you think of Annika, right? Wouldn't you be Annika? She's like a machine, fantastic, agreed, 100%. Good choice. Um, give me another name you like. Give me another golfer's name. Come on, who's your favorite lady yeah. golfer or male golfer? You've got to have one. Yeah. This is part of your secret. You've got to have one. Because this is, your, this is your, your pressure escape, like I just demonstrated. You need somebody else to do it for you. When you get really nervous, I've won, I've played, honestly, I've played, of course when Tiger was, I played behind Tiger, uh, Beth Page, that open, which was about 2001. My game wasn't, I was a little off, my game wasn't great. And I honestly was playing behind him. <laughs> and I said, I'm, I'm Tiger Woods this week. I copied him. Because Tiger hit down the fairway, on the green, in the hole. So I thought, do that. Hopefully you heard it's the great Sevi Belasiros. If I go in a bunker and it's a horrendous lie and you think, oh my God, I'm never going to get out of this bunker. I go, well, I'm Sevi. Because Sevi would go, right, here I am. Find a way, dig it out, give it a thumb. So you go in and you think, well, I'm Sevi. So you see, I've just said exactly, I've gone through, oh my goodness, I can't get out of this. It's impossible. It's down here. But I'm Sevi. Of course, Sevi will find a way. So whatever you want to tell me now, but think about it, you need your 
your friend. You need your pressure friend. I promise you, I've done this. I, you know, so for me, I copy Goldsmith. So if you want to, and you're very lucky now, because the television's so good, the image is so good now, you don't have to be go and see a professional live. You can literally watch a TV. The quality's fantastic. You can see the tempo, you see everything. So, um, I just have explained. You can put an image there and pretend you're them. So that's the the ghost, or you can actually copy their tempo, like you were saying. Like I would copy Ernie Else. I mean, what a great name! I'd go Ernie Else. So it's giving me a picture, but it's giving me a verbal command as well. And so I know Ernie's swing is lovely and smooth. So I obviously I go. Well, back in my day, it might be Sam Sneed. You see, copy that. So I'm mimicking their finest asset. And so, and then, as I was explaining earlier, so you grab their tempo, steal their tempo, that's really important. Then, um, another way of teaching yourself is watch their swing, watch their body. For example, when I watch Jason Day on TV, you watch how fast he swings his belly. Isn't that? Yeah, thank you for nodding. Whoosh! How he's strong. The exercise they do, pulling all these bands of athletes, wham! So what happens if your belly's moving super fast, the club finishes second, it arrives there and it's pointing to the right. So if you don't want it to go left, water down the left, you could stand up and go, so you can either say Jason Day, because you picture that, or you can say fast belly, because that gives you a feeling, yeah? Or, have, or just have the ghost of him. But let's go for the physical. The physical is fast belly. I know if I go whoosh with my belly, the ball will go to the right. So if I've got water left, if this game is all about playing this game to avoid hitting it where you don't want to hit it. You can think of it that way. As well as well, I want to do this, as well as in a positive way, I don't want to do that. So it's, and then who's the other one? Adam Scott I love because fast arms speed of his arms so guess what if your arms are going faster than your body that arrives first so the club should be going left so if i were quite happy to sling this thing left and especially on a wind like this i think wow i've got a chance to hit it as far as i possibly can so i would i would stand up so as i said i can say adam scott i can either see it or i can say his name or i can feel it so let's feel fast arms go fast whoosh get them going I threw my arms at it and it went left because I wanted it to go left. You see, so have fun with that. Again, you're having constructive fun and it's just nice to know what all these different feelings will do for you. So whether you don't like that, you think, I really like the left shoulder like this. Left shoulder down. And it's going to hit it nicely for me. It's your choice. Um, any other questions? Any other thoughts? What's that? Sure, sure. Sure. So, you know, that. Um, uh, I've got to do my one other. I've got to do my favorite shot. So, I told you about Jason Day and, and Adam Scott. And then the other great swing is, of course, Rory. Rory McElroy is in a lovely tempo. So, when, as I said, when you're hitting it over a lake, remember, over a lake at Doral. And you've got to get over your feet. And if it goes in the lake, then you throw the club in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> hasn't, I haven't broken one yet. 
<laughs> Girls don't throw clubs. I don't know why I'm showing you that. Okay. Right, Mr. Trapman. Jeff Chapman, tell me how far I'm hitting. Shall I move my? Can I move my target, Mr. Chapman? Well, those that cluster of um, flags on that far green, 350 yards away. <laughs> yeah, hits and drivers. Okay. So I would say. The, um, obviously, the, what, are we, what are we trying to do with the driver? We, we just want to do a great swing and step the speed up a bit, don't we? Without costing us this in the off the golf course. So we still want. So you can still take your, excuse me, still take all those feelings you had before. Vision, uh, images of people and everything, and just step it up a bit. The one thing I'll say is. Be careful, because everybody says to, to hit this the absolute optimum, according to manufacturers, and we've got to hit it on the up. Yeah. Now, if you can do that comfortably, and it's not, uh, then great, carry on. But I hit so many irons, I was always hitting it down. And plus, I started with a persimmon wood, which you actually hit on the down, because you played with a golf ball that was called a bar of soap. Was better. It was a soft golf ball, and you had to hit the squash it. So we, I always, so for me to then suddenly hit it on the up, it feels like this to me, and so it wrecks my golf swing. So you've got to be you're careful of that. So go with what you can do. But the bottom line is, um, same thing. You've got to see it. I've got to see the shape. Let's start with a fade. See if I can do that. So I'll put the club face right on the the flags. So I'm going to aim a little left. And I'm going to keep my eyes on it. And same deal, tempo. So, what's to a Jason Day? Get the belly there. Wow. That was awesome. Has it come down yet? What do you think? Stunned into silence. That was all right. That was very impressive. For uh, Now I'll try my Adam Scott. Ooh, fast arm, so rehearse it. You've got a chance as a golfer to make a practice swing, haven't we? To use it properly, please. Don't waste it. Don't stay. All they, isn't it funny when you watch the club members come out on the tee and they stand and look down the fair when they want to hear, I'll get a mull of this and they stand and go. <laughs> and they, this little fella says, Good luck, mate, with that swing. So show you, show the mind. There's my, oh, there's my Adam Scott swing swing. Aim there now. Now I've got to aim way right for my draw and give it a full Adam Scott. Oh, there you go. Holy smokes. Oh, Mr. Trackman, tell me the numbers on that one. That's as good as I could hit it. Oh, very good. Okay, so. Quite happy. Right. What else can I tell you? So again, what we were doing before. So if I want one super low, I've got to get the right shoulder up because I want it really level. So again, remember I was talking about that. You start from same position, give that right shoulder a tweak, and think if I get that right shoulder through the ball as high as I can. Wow, that worked, didn't that? Look at that. There's your nice low runner. 
when it's blowing a gale. And as I said, I'm not actually coming from Europe. Uh, I was happy hitting that. I rarely, I didn't hit it high because we played a lot of crosswind. Didn't kind of make sense. So if you want to keep it safe, you get it on the ground and get it running. But of course now, you want to kind of have the ability to maybe hit one as high as possible. So for me, I got to feel like I'm going backwards in my head to make that happen. Ah. So this would be funny. That went shorter, you see, didn't it? Than the other one. Didn't my other one run like a? There you go, you see, so, because I tried something that was not really me, and you mishit it a little bit, so, hey, it's very important, another great word for this game, uh, and my, my strategy book on how to play this game was not a big seller, if you know people like books about this thick, my strategy book is one line, hit the shot you know you can hit, that's it for me. So the best example is, well, you can, a couple of examples is um, you're playing with your partner, opponent, you're on a par five and it's over water and they've just hit a three wood on the green, two, and you look at the shot and go, oh, I don't like this, but I've got to go, I've got to hit on the green because they've just hit on the green, but I don't like this. And oh, look at the size of that lake. And oh, I've got to force, I've really got to hit it, but I don't like this and I don't want to uh, twang. And you're going to hit it in the lake, aren't you? And you take a six or seven, all because you didn't. So, that split second, you've got to go, I don't like this. I know I like it in the five iron up the fairway, I know I'm good with my wedge, and I'll get it in there to here. And, and obviously, with them thinking they're going to make a four, that'll push you even harder. But you hit the shot you knew, knew or know you can hit, yeah? And it can work fun ways as well. You can be in the trees and there'll be a hole this big. And you look at that hole and you think, if you think you can hit it through the hole, go for it. And you go, I can do that. I know I can do that. Give it a go. Here you hit Jordan Speed, didn't he, with his caddy. I know I can hit it through the hole. Well, go for it. If we go, oh, I'm not so sure, well, then what do you see? It's so funny if I say, look at, a, look at the trees and say, I know I can hit it through that hole. I see a hole. If I say, I'm not so sure about it, where could this go? I see the trees. Do you? Don't you? You kind of lose the target. So if, you, if you're talking to yourself and you keep seeing the target, go for it. And then learn. But if, you, but if you're in the trees and you go, oh, I'm not so sure, but I think I should because he just hit it on the green. I've got to try and find a way. No. Nine times or more than nine times, actually. So think about that as your strategy. And that works in every shot. So when you come to a hole, you go, I know I can draw it. But the hole goes left to right. And I can't fade it. So what do you do? you try to fade you think I know this hole should be a fade but I'm really uncomfortable hitting the fade but I've got to try it because it's all part of my learning or you go I know I can hit a draw so which one would you choose would you go with me to try the fade because the hole goes or would you try to find a way to fit your draw in draw yeah hit the shot you know you can play hey it doesn't always fit on the golf course your shots don't always fit and if you really don't like a, another, another great trick is, you, as I described, they put a flag around the corner of the bunker, the water's left as well, and you look at it and go, <gasps> I can't hit over that bunker on that next to that flag. So what do you do? You move 
move your target. I know I can hit it in the middle of the green nice and safe. So in this particular time in your little golfing career, that moment, that's, that's all you can do. Doesn't mean that's all you can do forever. I think, I think it's great to just throw the word in today. Today I can't do it. You know, right now I can't hit that shot today. Throw that, just throw today in. Because if you say I can't hit that shot, I can't hit a draw. That means you can't, doesn't it? But if you say I can't do it today, tomorrow I will learn more. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. And it kind of clears it up, doesn't it? Rather, must, this game is really tough on beating on us. So you've got to, the great little trick, simple trick is, yeah, right now I can't do that. But with a bit of luck and a bit of practice and a bit of knowledge, I'll find a way. If you want it, if you desire for it. So I love, I love that. Throw in the word today because it kind of eases. There's nothing worse than walking around thinking I can't do anything. Right. Jason, today, what? Right, thanks, girls. Just remember all that. Hopefully so. Hey, if you like my stuff, guys, be sure to subscribe, share it with your buddies, and shoot me any questions you have. I'll be sure to do my best to tackle it in my next episode. Thanks, guys.